Hey, this is Rich. This episode of the More Than a Pastor show was originally recorded as a video for my YouTube channel. If you'd like to see the video, be sure to look for the link in the show notes. And now, let's get on with the show. Have you ever had a great idea for a business that you just know is right for you? And then you find out that someone else is already doing it? Ah, how do you deal with competition? Well, we're going to talk about that in today's episode of the More Than a Pastor show. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the More Than a Pastor show. My name is Rich Avery, your host. This is where we help pastors leverage your ministry know-how into sustainable income outside the church through a business or side hustle that's right for you so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. If you're a pastor who feels called to something more in your life, your work, and in your income, you are in the right place. I'm so glad you joined me for today's show. It's great to see you. It really means a lot that you're here. If you're new to the show, you can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some tools and resources to help you launch and grow your own business or side hustle over at morethanapastor.com slash 30 for episode 30. Have you ever had a great idea for a business that you just know is right for you, and then you find out that someone else is doing it and they're much farther ahead than you are? What do you do? Yeah, I was in that exact situation about a year ago when I heard that my friends John Sanders and Les Hughes were launching their Entree Pastors community. I had known John a bit through Dan Miller's 48 Days Eagles community. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you've heard me talk about 48 Days and Dan Miller on the show. At the time, my friend John had had a podcast and coaching business focused on helping small church and rural pastors grow in their life and leadership. And one day, a couple years ago, we booked a Zoom call together. I think it was in the fall of 2020. And we realized pretty quickly that we were talking the same language. We both felt that the church in America was in for some major disruption. And beyond the disruption that COVID had already brought, because there were other social, cultural, and political and economic shifts that we felt were happening that were going to greatly impact the church and, and upend the traditional church model as we've known for the last 50, 75, or 100 years. And we felt that many churches were going to struggle to survive on tithes and offerings alone, and that they would need to look at alternative revenue streams in order to survive. And some pastors who had been full-time in ministry probably would have to become part-time because the church couldn't afford to pay them like they had in the past. So a year later after that conversation, I realized that John had partnered up with Les Hughes, and they created a platform called Entree Pastors to help pastors create income outside the church through their own business. And uh, last summer, in the in the summer of 2021, they launched a podcast and they made plans to launch their very first Entree Pastors live event down in Osprey, Florida. To be honest, when I heard about this, I was pretty mad. But not mad with John and Les. I was mad at myself because I had been hemming and hawing in getting my platform, my more than a pastor business and platform started for a number of years. And I had been 
painstakingly going over different names that I could name this platform or brand or business. And I eventually settled on the name More Than a Pastor in 2020. And at that time then, I launched my podcast and I had recorded about 10 episodes in the summer and fall of 2020. But then basically I pod faded for about a year and didn't put out any new episodes. I had so many things that I was going to do. I wanted to host an online virtual summit for pastors to have pastors who were that own their own businesses talk about the ways that they were launching those so that other pastors could be inspired to follow in their footsteps and do the same. But I hadn't done it yet. And then here are these guys, John and Les. They start out in like June or July of 2021 launching their new podcast, and then they're leapfrogging over me to get their platform up and to begin to host their own live event in October of 2021. They were taking massive action, and here I was dragging my feet. Oh, and the Entree Pastor's name? Well, I had actually considered that name back in 2020, and I almost bought the domain name just to have it, just in case. I don't know about you, but I've had a habit of buying a lot of different domain names that I'm maybe gonna someday use them for something. And uh, that was one that I was going to use, that I was gonna buy and maybe hold on to, but I didn't. And in the end, um, John and Les, they snagged it and they were able to use it for their business. But the Entree pastor's name was interesting to me, but it wasn't the first name I had thought of. I had actually thought about kind of turning that phrase a bit. I had thought about, instead of entree pastor, I thought about pastorpreneur. But there was already a platform. There was already a pastor who had developed. They had written a book called Pastorpreneur, and they had had developed their own online platform. That one was more geared toward helping pastors be more entrepreneurial in their ministry in the church. Uh, But anyway, that name was already taken. And so then... I had become familiar with, you know, Dave Ramsey and his Entree Leadership platform. And so I thought, Entree Leadership, Entree Pastors, I don't know. I wasn't quite settled on it. I thought about it, but in the end, I did not buy the name. I decided to go with uh, More Than a Pastor instead. So then here in September of 2021, a year ago, when I heard that John and Les were planning their very first Entree Pastors live event in Florida, I could have stewed about it. I could have been mad. I could have been upset at them. But you know what I decided to do? I invested in that event. And I invested in them. And really, I invested in myself. Uh, John and Les were promoting that first Entree Pastors event, and I think the tickets were like $1,000 or $995 for this one-day event down in Florida. But they offered a package which doubled the price to $2,000, but it included the opportunity to have a private dinner with John and Les the night before the event. So you come down early, get to spend time with them, uh, having a great dinner together, getting to know them, and then you've got the event the next day. And then at the event, as part of this special $2,000 package, you got to be on the hot seat. They took an hour that was dedicated to you and your business and John and Les and the other participants could do some coaching or speak into your life and talk about your business and maybe where you feel stuck or frustrated, things like that. 
And then there, there were some other benefits as part of that package as well. So I knew immediately when I heard about John and Les planning this event, I wanted to be there and attend. So I was going to do that $1,000 no matter what. But then I thought, man, that $2,000 package, to be able to spend more time with them, to really get to know them and them get to know me, uh, to develop that relationship with each other, I just thought that would be very important uh, because if we're going to be like working in the same space, it'd be great to get to know each other and see how we can complement and how we can contrast ourselves and how we could even possibly work together. So I decided that I had to be at that event. I wanted to meet these guys in person. I wanted to have that private dinner with them to get to know them more, to begin a relationship with them and take advantage of that awesome hot seat opportunity and be a supporter of them and their very first event. I didn't know about this at the time, but it turns out that I was actually the very first person to register for the event. And John and Les have mentioned a couple of times how much that meant to them. So there may have been thousands of others who have attended other events of theirs in the future. Maybe you will be one who has attended one of their events, but I'll always be their favorite because I was their first. So at least I have that going for me. But I truly did enjoy getting to know them at the event during our private dinner together and supporting them in their work. We just, we obviously just hit it, hit it off. We are speaking the same language. We're working in the same uh, aspect of, of helping pastors to create more income outside the church to their own business. We see the issues that are impacting the church and that's we think are causing really every pastor to begin to think about how to create income outside the church. So we just kind of hit it off and had a great time together. We enjoyed a wonderful meal. That was like the best and most expensive steak I've ever had, I think. And it was just fun to be with them. And then the event uh, the next day was just amazing. Uh, to be able to be on that hot seat, it was kind of awkward but it, and weird, but it was okay. Uh, because again, I kind of felt like I'm in the same space as them, the same market, if you will. And so here they're kind of speaking into my life in that way and encouraging me. It ended up being great, but uh, I just was really blessed by the entire experience. And I met so many great other people, other pastors and other people who were there as speakers who are, are speaking into the lives of pastors and other people about how we can create income outside the church through real estate or a service business or our own online coaching or whatever it is that that we might be diving into. So I was really grateful that I had the opportunity to be at that event and to invest in that event because I really believe it was an investment in those guys and in myself as well. And when you think about competition, I think there's really two basic ways to look at it. You can see your competitors as a threat or as an opportunity. And I think how we see our competition is really based on our mindset. If we have a fixed or a scarcity mindset, there are, then our competition is a threat to our success and, and our customer pie is limited. And if our competitors take too large of a piece of that pie, then there's going to be less pie for us to enjoy. But I'm really grateful that the Lord has helped me over the years and has helped John and Les as well to really cultivate a growth or an abundance mindset. And with an abundance mindset, we see competition as an opportunity for us all to work together to grow a bigger pie 
to serve more pastors, and to have a larger impact. So we can work together, even though we're competitors in some ways, to grow the market, to spread our message even wider, and to make a bigger impact. I think there are tons of ways that we can work together through our podcasts and our platforms to draw attention to the social, cultural, economic, and political shifts that are reshaping the church in America, and to help pastors understand that now is the time to begin to create streams of income outside the church so we can serve God and provide for our families no matter what happens. Who knows, maybe in the future we'll co-host some events together or maybe even create some tools or resources together. I think that would be really cool. So if you realize that you have competition to your great idea or your business, look for ways that you can grow the pie bigger with them instead of feeling like you need to take a piece of pie from them or that they may take a piece from you. And my main point here today is to look for ways that you can differentiate yourself from your competition. And I think there are four basic ways to do that, and I'll share them here with you today. Okay, number one, we can differentiate on our niche. Look for ways that you can niche down in order to serve a particular or smaller segment of the big population that you would like to serve. You know, for John and Les and myself, we want to serve pastors in general, but we could niche that down. Maybe one of us decides to serve lead pastors or solo pastors. Maybe someone else does youth pastors or worship pastors, or we can serve pastors in our denomination or pastors who live in our basic geographical area. So look for ways that you can niche down and become a bigger fish in a smaller pond versus a small fish in a great big pond. Number two, you can differentiate on your experience. Each of us have different experiences that shape who we are and how we can serve others in our niche or in our business. And so look at ways that you can differentiate on your experience to help your customers be drawn more to you. For example, if you've got a business that's been around for 100 years, that definitely says something to the customer differently than a business that's been around for one year. The business that's been around 100 years has staying power. It has obviously served thousands of customers well over 100 years. Someone that's new is is an unknown commodity that people don't know about, maybe aren't willing to trust. So whatever experiences you've had in your life and in your work, use them to your advantage to differentiate yourself from your competition. No one has your unique experiences or skills or your take on your business idea. So even if you have competitors for your idea, look for how you can differentiate yourself based on your experiences and let those set you apart from the others. Okay, uh, differentiator number three is price. And price is often the first thing we think about when we think about differentiating between products and services, isn't it? You want to buy something, you go online and look for it, or you go to the store, and often we're looking for the cheapest uh, thing that we want, but sometimes we're looking for quality, or we're looking for the best, or we're looking for something that's more expensive because there's more perceived value in our minds or perceived quality based on that price. So look to see 
how your competition prices themselves and decide how you can differentiate yourself based on price. Maybe your customer, your competitor is going for the, the top end of the market. Maybe you want to, maybe you don't want to be at the bottom but you want to be somewhere in the middle or just below where they are. Or maybe you want to top their top and and go for the creme de la creme of the market. It's up to you, but I'm just saying price, again, is a great way to differentiate yourself. So we've talked about, number one, how to differentiate yourself based on your niche. Number two, on your experience. Number three, on price. And now the last one, number four, differentiate yourself based on your service. Service, how we serve our customers creates value in the minds of our customers. To look to see, look to see how you can create a service experience that's different from your competition, that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. Maybe a quick example we can give here is of Apple with their computers or their iPhones. They are not the cheapest. They are often the most expensive. So they set themselves up for the most expensive uh, price, but also with the um, with a unique experience when you come into the store, uh, the way they serve you, the way uh, they unveil their products, all of those things add an aura or a mystique or something that creates a value in the mind of the customer that they want to be a part of that 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 is a club or a group of people uh, that they want to associate with. And so they're willing to pay more for that service, for that experience. So look for ways that you can create that kind of a service experience that's different from your competition, that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. So these are just four ways that I've thought of that will help you deal with your competition to differentiate yourself from Uh, from what they're doing, if they've got the same idea that you have. And these are four things that I'm considering myself when I'm looking for ways to differentiate myself from John and Les, from Entree Pastors, and who knows, from other competitors that may be in our space as well. I firmly believe that there's plenty of room for them and for others to work in this same space, and that we all have opportunities to define ourselves, to differentiate ourselves in a way that uniquely draws customers to us. The reality is that some pastors are going to be drawn more to John and less based on their experience or their message more, more than uh, will come to me, maybe because of our styles, our experiences, whatever. And maybe, just maybe, there might be a few people who are more drawn to me than them for the same reasons. And I believe there will always be pastors who will be listening to both of our shows. They'll be in both of our communities. They'll be learning from both me and John and Les, and um, maybe even downloading some of our free resources. And maybe one day they'll decide they want to buy something from one of us. But uh, hey, we can work together to help spread this message, to serve pastors, and then to be there when it's the right time, when the pastor says, hmm, I'm ready to take this next step. I'm ready to move forward and to begin to create income outside the church. So I'm going to continue to cultivate my abundance mindset. I'm going to keep taking the next steps that I know I need to take to grow my business. And I'm going to look for ways that I can work together with John and Les and others to grow this pie for all of us. So what do you think? Do you agree or disagree? 
I'd love to hear your take on how to differentiate yourself from the competition when they've got the same idea that you have. You can share it in the More Than a Pastor community on Facebook. Go to morethanapastor.com slash Facebook. If you haven't joined, click to join, and then you can share your comments or feedback there. Or send me an email at rich at morethanapastor.com. Well, that's it for today's show. But before we go, would you do me a favor and hit like, share, or subscribe if you haven't already done so? Also, what topics would you like to see me discuss here in a future episode? Please let me know. Hey, next time we're going to talk about what does Warren Buffett's advice on the best investment that you can make? mean for pastors like you and me. Let's dive into that next time. I hope you'll join me. Until then, remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life and ministry. Let's work together and help you create the life, impact, and income that you were made for.